Mic check, one, two. Tom, use your word. Hey, you. That's original freedom. Hey guys, this is Tew. Welcome back. I am here in North Carolina with my friends at Original Freedom Podcast. So we've been talking about what it means to be an American, my journey, and how I became an American. But um, I, I do have a question to you guys. You know, you guys uh, back in the military, everybody in the special operations community know the Spooner Brothers. You guys uh, were always an image of American to me. When I say it as two brothers serving for their God and country in one of the most challenging assignments in the U.S. Army. And, um, but I want to hear what does it mean to be an American, man? What, what does it mean to you? First of all, thanks for being here too. And, and thanks for kicking us off. Um, it was always relieving to take that pressure off me. <laughs> so, uh, gratitude for that. Um, <clears throat> You know, earlier when we were talking about this topic, um, the first thing that came to mind for me was this question was asked to me, um, I think about seven years ago, between six and seven years ago. There's a short video that's out on YouTube on it, and it's titled To Be an American. And I, the, the next question I had was, is that still my answer? Um, because the answer, uh, then, you know, I've lived a lot of life in the last, you know, six, seven years, a whole lot of life. And that was life outside of the military. Um, and so there was, um, an aspect of freedom or what it meant to be an American, uh, while I was serving. And I think there's an aspect now. And the only thing I'll say is that they're different. Um, I'm not going to waste time on the past. So in the, in the present moment, what does it mean to me to be an American? Um, and it, it, I'm kind of perplexed um, as far as I don't have a off the cuff uh, answer that, that really I believe in. Um, and the one thing that I know still <clears throat> is alive in America and maybe I'll talk myself into what I think it means, is um, the ability um, to be truly a choice um, and that be it free to choose everything from uh, religion to freedom of speech, um, all these things for, that, for folks that haven't spent a lot of time traveling outside the U.S., um, that are absolutely, you know, not rights. These the things that we can do here in the U.S. are things that other people get put in prison for, they get caned for, they get stoned for, so on and so forth. That are, are um, a birthright became a birthright here in this nation. Um, and to me, that's the most uh, important attribute of my life is being able to choose what I want to do, and I happen to live in a place where I can do that. And I'll contrast that against what did it mean to be an American while I was a soldier. And this goes back to the, the statement that, that I made years back, which was I wasn't truly an American citizen. Mm -hmm. Am I, was I free? Yes. Yet I was not as free as an American citizen, which is really ironic that mm -hmm. the American citizen who we swore to protect, let's just say has the right to slander our president. We defend that right, yet are not given the same freedom. Mm -hmm. Because if I were to have done that, it was actually, actually a punishable offense under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Yeah. 
So if any civilians out there didn't understand that concept, like that's the deal. So two of you and I share that we joined the military at 17. And uh, so I never had a civilian life. And Tom had a very short-lived one uh, for, for the most part. So when they said, when you get out, well, what does it mean to be an American? And I said, it's freedom. And the ability to go wherever I want, do whatever I want, make as much or as little money as I want, speak in a manner of my choosing, whatever it is, like, that's what it truly means to be an American. To me is the ability to choose, quit your job, you start a business. Um, and everyone's like, it's not that easy. No shit. Uh, I could just hear people saying it. it's not that easy. No shit. It's no, nothing ever having uh, worth having ever is. And the, the one thing I know this country affords me uh, that very few do is that true ability to choose each and every aspect of my life within the confines of the law, you know, because uh, it's not to own anything. It's not to own a house. It's not to start a business. That's one aspect. There's plenty of people living the American dream that are climbing the corporate ladder that are in the military, whatever it is. Um, it's the, at the end of the game, none of them just like me have to be anywhere don't have to be anywhere. I get to be where I want, worship how I'm with the manner in which I choose, speak in the manner about whomever I choose, um, so on and so forth. All these simple things that literally are just part of living here day to day um, is what it means. First Amendment, I love the podcast for that reason. It's, it's my, for me, it's an expression after all those years of service and kind of silence um, to, to totally know that phew, get to say what I want. For me, it's different things pop in my mind, you know, as far as, uh, you know, growing up here and everything. And I was just always, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of the, cause of the influences that we had in our lives, but how it affected me was, you know, uh, grandfather, World War II, but, you know, I mean, uncle, very close, you know, Vietnam War, but, you know, so there was always this military tie into me being an American. Um, again, just just back to what it means to me, because young, growing up, you know, what, you know, I didn't, same struggles, whatever, but it was, uh, you know, I didn't have a context, like Scott said, what it was to not be an American, so, hey, I'm an American, you know, and then, uh, but as I grew up, you know, and particularly join the military, you know, I mean, that's when I really felt like I was an American for me, you know, I mean, because I had all these guys that in my mind, what does an American look like? It means that someone, not mean just in the military, but they stand up for their country. You know, they say the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, I mean, they say a little bit older, you know what I mean? We used to say it in school all the time, you know what I mean? It was always all this stuff. And, um, but where I really connected, you know what I mean, with being, what it means to be an American was when I joined the military, you know, and just felt, you know, and seen the most purest aspects to me of being American, which we were joking about it before, you know, in the military. Um, and I'm just speaking for myself, uh, combat oriented, you know, it's like, Hey, there's no prejudice. You know I mean? There's no prejudice. Right. Prejudice, I don't think is a word. No, but, but that uh, was, I was going to let now. that one slide. It um, is, uh, Tom makes but, you up know, words. There's no, we always say, hey, hey, everybody bleeds green. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, there's no color. There's no where you're from, no anything. And to me, you know, uh, it was more of a perfect America 
where it's, uh, I mean, did it exist? Uh, of course. I'm not saying that it is, doesn't exist in the military, but overarching, especially in combat, you know, no one, no one cares where he came from as far as the ideal of freedom, you know, mm-hmm. and being an American and, you know, in this perfect world where, you know, hate that stuff doesn't exist, you know, that was the closest thing. And then having the context of going to other countries is what gave me, like you came from another country, which we'll get into, but you know, like you've already talked about, but having been born here, you know, I mean, I didn't have the context of how good we have it here, how great of a country this is until I started going, uh, you know, for me, I mean, initially went to Iraq and seen all that. So that was a good piece, you know, in the Gulf War. And then, but then really was whenever I would go to Central and South America and Seventh Group, you know, and I really got to see, you know, how people were trying to survive, you know, and what rights they didn't have and, uh, you know, and how, you know, I mean, the injustices uh, without the rule of law, you know, I mean, without when it was just survival, you know, and so that gave me an even stronger context of, of like, wow, you know, I mean, how good we have it here, you know, so it was uh, to be an American to me. And also there's this, to me anyway, there's this uh, American attitude stick it to the man you know what i mean like rule number one is you're always trying to make things better you know it's really solution based it's like all these problems are going on we got all these different things and it's like okay yeah that's going on how do we solve them you know i mean just immediately getting in that vein of like i don't know how we're going to fix it but we're going to fix it just kind of that that screw you attitude you know what i mean and being tough you know what i mean and uh, i'm not just talking about physically tough but you know just tough people uh, that can live through hard times and still uh, want to do for others. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just that solution base and back to what the country was founded on, you know what I mean, with with every everybody that's here, you know, getting getting together and moving in the same direction, not being the same. You know, like we always talk about with that First Amendment, you know, it's like, hey, what that really means is is I've got to be able to allow you you know, who believes exact opposite of me, that same rights, you know I mean? And that's the beauty of America. And like a lot of people listen, and if you haven't gone out of the country, it's hard to have that context, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but we have, uh, and you have the unique story, you know, but it's, uh, that's really what it means to, for me is of course the freedom aspect to choose, to believe. I mean, how many times have we seen, um, foreigners you know people immigrate over you know become u.s citizens and they're they're better than any citizen that was born here you know and um i don't know i just kind of talking around a bunch of stuff but i mean it's still the the it's the greatest nation you know what i mean on earth that i have ever experienced you know and uh am proud to be an american and to do the things that i've done that got me to where i'm at and now like scott always says and now i can enjoy these things that we weren't afforded in the military you know but enjoy all of them How about well you? we appreciate the question mr lamb <laughs> but now uh like to flip it back to you um and this is this is definitely uh, one that i'm interested to hear about because i've never truly heard you tell this version of this you know intricate segment detailed. detailed so lay it on us americans are survivors mm-hmm. right so they came over here to colonize 
They wanted to form their own independent government. They went to war against the superpower and won. I I truly say I understand what it, what it means to be American because I wasn't an American. I wasn't born here in America. I was born in a war-torn country. My freedoms were ripped away from me. You know, one day it was just ripped away. One day I had it, one day the next day I'm escaping from my very life. And, um, but that, that doesn't define me of, you know, being an American, right? When I came over here to America, I wasn't accepted as an American. I looked different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I wasn't the appearance of an American, even though I was American, mm-hmm. right? So I got beat down. I, I was, um, uh, basically quarantined, ostracized, right? And, but I, I still didn't let that stop me. I was raised by a special forces Green Beret. I would, my uncle was a Green Beret. The neighbors around him were Sante Raiders. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are like the warriors. So I was raised in that warrior tribe. But the world, right, was basically pushing me back, saying you're not American. But this warrior tribe is like, no, you are the so essence of mm-hmm. being an American. Mm-hmm. So even in the military, I wasn't accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't until I got to the higher level units where it didn't it didn't matter what race you are because that's not what they hired you. They hired you for a skill set. Yeah. And you know, it was survivability on the battlefield. It was fighting for the days of God and country. You know. But I still didn't understand what it meant to be American. You know, I I, I escaped from Vietnam, fought against racism wasn't accepted in the military, fought my way up to one of the best assignments in the military, the highest assignment, I would say, during the war. And I was still, to me, I wasn't given, I wasn't an American because I didn't understand in my eyes. You see, it wasn't until I got out was when I realized what it meant to be an American. Mm-hmm. Because in, a, in in the military, you don't have the freedoms. You You, you can't speak your mind. You have to serve your country. You have to serve your your commander, even though if you like him or not, he's part of sure. the chain of command. Kept my mouth shut many times. You know, during my career, I know what it means to go in those countries and where there's no hope. Mm. You know, I, I I unified rebels. I trained fed forces. I I realized, you know, early on that the world is not um, it's not nice it doesn't play by the rules and you know we as americans are in this cocoon world where we we think the world's nice we think the world's great no it's not and as as a former green beret i can tell you I, i've seen it so i i, I seen the restrictions placed on people i've seen uh, countries that were ruled by dictators i've seen countries with no laws is what i'm telling you but it still didn't I didn't put it all together yet. You see, it wasn't until I got out and when I reflect back on life was then I realized what it means to be an American is to serve your God and country and to love your country, man, and to fight for it, right? And to train the next generation of Americans to be strong and well minded because that's what this country was founded upon. We were survivors. Mm-hmm. We were colonists. And that's the blood of an American. You see, it's it's to 
rise up and defend her when when the country's in battle and in need right and it's is also to shape the future of our nation with like-minded people warriors it was the warriors that found this country it's the warriors that protect our country you know so warriors need to have a voice so when i got out i got the first amendment now <laughs> right because yeah. i didn't have that i couldn't speak my mind so through the process of the first amendment I didn't bad mouth anything about our government. I, in fact, I love our country. Mm. Right? Do we have our faults? Absolutely. Yeah. But we can make better Americans. Anybody can be better, right? As a human being, right? As an American, as a soldier, whatever it is. So I, I feel like to be an American is it's just that. It's to be a great human being with a mindset to survive and never quit. And I apply that to my life every single day. You know, when, when people didn't accept me as an American, they say, hey, you're not American, you're, you're some Asian, whatever. <laughs> you know what I said to myself? I'm going to be a better American than him. Mm. I'm going to seek a higher level of education. I'm going to fight for my God and country. And I'm going to give back to America any way I can for the sake of humanity. Right? So I'm going to be a better human. I'm going to be a better American. See? Because even though I was discriminated against and I was ostracized because I looked different, it didn't matter. I had a heart of an American. Mm -hmm. You know? I had the, the very core values of what it meant to be an American. Yeah. So I am American. Oh, I've, the statement you made, I've, I've met cabbies and uber drivers that are more american than p many people born here mm. and and it kind of it's the it's the curse of the blessing mm. um is what it is it's that freedom is a birthright piece it's it's no different i would assume than being born into massive amounts of wealth um we've you know we weren't we weren't born into massive amounts of wealth tom if, if you miss that no, then that happened um nobody's fault mom or dad but <clears throat> it's you do not experience anything until you experience the opposite, right? This is spiritual stuff, synergetic. So, of course, um, you are going to have a different perspective. And, and of course, I say of course because that's the curse is that that birthright of freedom. And if, if the, you know, they never people never leave the country, they don't get a polarity point. Yeah. They can't appreciate it. Yeah. You know, it's it really is, and and I'd say you know I encourage freaking people to travel. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I think mm -hmm. is the classic classic case, um, and that's been I'm sure for you growing up in a military home, uh, for our kids growing up with us, they have been exposed to so much and so many. Uh, you know, you guys talk about we all bleed green, hundred yeah. percent, right? They've been exposed to everything because it was just humans. Um, these are just dad's friends from his team, dad's friends from work, whatever it is. Um, but it was interesting to hear both, man, the way you talked about developing the future. Um, because I kind of struggle with, with this one as well because I, I, one thing I thought when you were talking was, yeah, you know, I still do love our country. Yeah. A little pissed off with the government. <laughs> in some ways i am it's just um me after the military it's just back to it's that rights, limited yeah. yeah i get a right now to say yeah, some of you know some of it's fucking unbelievable um and like 
a positive way for me to have, you know, cause I actually struggle with this, uh, to look at it as like, Hey, the part of that responsibility right now is the development and me being a teacher. It's like, Hey, developing, and, uh, the, you know, those future leaders, uh, of a nation to make some shifts, um, because we are off the path of where and what this country was founded on, uh, in my belief. Um, so, you know, continuing and, and, and we're doing that on original freedom. I do believe, you know, no, the voice a, that, that people have now, there uh, was a training that we all went through SEER training, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, so for you guys who don't know, SEER training, survival, evasion, resistance, escape training. So they, they capture us, put us in kind of like a prison camp and pretty much beat the shit out of you and try to interrogate <laughs> you and try to get information and sleep deprive you and everything else. So those type of training uh, it reinforces that that uh that pride in, in god and country you know i i can truly tell you like uh during graduation day i cried yeah, right yeah. because how it ended sure. Not, i don't want to ruin how it ended for future candidates uh but literally i drove down the highway for the next eight months almost tearing up every time i saw a flag because mm -hmm. yeah. I, I felt the pride right because i understood the pain that a lot of our uh, veterans uh, pow's have gone through i understand it again well, you just pointed out the brilliance of the military actually because they, they provided us with a polarity point right yeah. they provided us th this is what even if you don't understand what freedom is, buddy, we're going to show you what it's not. <laughs> right. And what it's not is this, the ultimate version of that is this right here, right? The beauty that comes from it, well, what do we do? We fucking love it even more, right? And want to defend it even more. It's brilliant. Like I say that respectfully. You know, if, if we could give society a one one thousandth taste of that, just we could change the, the, the trajectory of the nation right now. Literally, right? Because it's that impactful. Like you said, you cried at liberation. You afterwards, like, yeah, it fucks with your head pretty good, right? And um, and that's what most people lack, mm -hmm. right? And like they say, it's, 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 it's all fun and it's right. all fun and games till you get punched in the face. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Um, pain builds character, and the yeah. more pain and the more suffering you go through life, the more character you have as a human being. It's just what are you going to do with this? Character? I'm about to say you can. It's possible, right? What are you going to do with it? You know, and and that goes back to being American is it's our duty yeah. to to make better Americans It's our duty. If you love your country, it's our duty to educate the next generation because they have to defend their generation. Yeah. They have to have that same mindset. It's it's survival. It's about never quitting. That's the American story, man. Yeah. And you that know? and that was the uh, what came up for me when you mentioned their struggles in America. You know, I mean, hey, you're not America. Uh, the big thing that we always talk about, uh, and it's very American-based, as is, is you chose to not have that consume you. You know, I mean, you chose that. No, I'm going to be a better American than yeah. you are. You know what I'm saying? So, you could have chose. I hate these people. You know what I mean? Uh, you could have. You could have chose could have any other direction, way. but you didn't. You chose that this is the attitude I'm going to have. This is the path I'm going to take. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you chose that internally, which it all comes back to. We know any kind of freedom comes at personal choice. So I was talking to these college students that were struggling, right? They were start struggling with 
scheduling. I was trying to develop future leaders, future Americans, and they they came to me and they're they're uh, telling me they're having a hard time with their scheduling. They, one guy didn't have motivation to go to college, and and I said to him, you know. A lot of people, when they go to college, it's the best times of their lives, man. You know, they, they're getting away from their parents. They're experiencing new things. They're getting a higher level education. So let me tell you how I went to college. I was in the Zamawanga and Triple Canopy Jungle, and I had to type out a term paper ahead of time, draft an email, how to indige climb up the <laughs> palm groves to clear the vegetation to get a lock on the Arbigan so I could hit out my term paper. And I fought the wars in multiple continents like that. And I said, and I graduated the top of my class with honors. See, that's what it means to be an American. Because being an American is the self-pursuit of excellence mm -hmm. in education, in being aware, in being what? just whatever you do, being a teacher, a bus driver, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's survival, it's excellence, it's never quitting, it's the internal pursuit of perfection. You know, and to me, that's American, man. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that came to me, it's like, okay, what's it? another aspect, another answer I have now, um, it's to actually understand how this whole cycle of freedom works because what we're talking about is freedom here personal mm -hmm. freedom uh you know individualized freedom um and how that works and there it is a cycle and what was lost at some point was well, i think it's predictable it's not at some point it was post-world war ii it's back to freedom becoming a birthright is that what was lost is respect and reverence and and not just from society to the warrior but from warrior to society, Absolutely. from warrior to government, and from, you know, it's a, it's a trifecta, right? We have society, we have the government, and we have the warrior. And when this nation began, the warriors just lived among the people. And when the uprising was needed, the butcher, baker, the candlestick maker stood up. Yep. They went to war. And everyone else, the banker kept the banks running. The yep. doctors kept the families fed and, and so on and so forth. Reintegration occurred. There's respect. All this happened, right? And that's all, it's all gone. Because it's been desensitized, we took a we took a population, created a government to, to essentially rule over the population, and created a formalized military, which removed them from the population and turned them into what is perceived to be a tool that is used by a government, and that's it. So the humanity's been lost, mm -hmm. and part of the that the um, and Tom is when you and I were down in. Um, in Miami, like eight years, seven years ago, speaking down there, you know, and there was a, a CEO in the crowd who was like, "Hey, um, essentially, what did y'all?" Th I was on, I was on stage alone at that time, and it's like, "Hey, what did you think about us? Like all these years you were serving, what did you think about us?" And I think I was like, "Fucking nothing, really." All I thought was, "I hope you were doing your part to keep the economy strong. You were doing your part, you know, to to make sure that the jobs like." The our ability to live Depending the entrepreneurial side of the American dream was in place for us to to transition into um, and understanding. Uh, and even there's times I see the warrior class want to take too much fucking credit for everything that's here. Absolutely. It's like, hey, yo, you can go off and fucking shellac as many people as you want. If you come home and the, the banking system shot because the government and the elected officials were wrong and this whole cycle gets screwed up, it's all for naught. 
And it's delicate, right? If you look at, I don't know how many portions, if you looked at the, from our education system to our health and medical to, you know, all these, but it's all part of this cycle of freedom. And to be an American, I believe, is to get understand that. Everyone is needed. Yeah, everyone is needed. Everyone is relevant. Our moms were right, or grandparents, whoever raised us. We are snowflakes. Our fingerprints are different. Like, we have a purpose here to serve. Mm -hmm. And so America, that we've been, the three of us talking about, what it provides is this umbrella for people, human beings, to figure out who they are. To be themselves. To be themselves. Mm -hmm. To be an American, like that's for me, and I speak to my for me and me alone. Like whether I used to have you know a chip on my shoulder, uh, fucking rich people, and it might have been some of those rich people <laughs> were like fucking baby killer. And, you know, we're all ignorant, by the way. We being me, because I've never walked in that person's shoes. Yeah, you know, I've sat across the table now. And I know all of us have, but I remember specifically when when I was in the the midst of trying to start that nonprofit. Um, I said, find me your most liberal friend that you can find at the time. This is my co-founder. I said, find me your most liberal friend and I want to talk to him. Right. And I was, I was a lot less therapy than I have now. So let's just say it's a little bit edgier. And um, I'm sitting across the table from this guy who, by the way, wasn't an American citizen, was making millions here in my country, had an opinion about who I was, what I did about my president, all these things. Right. And uh, we sat down and we talked and we shared stories and, um, and I would ask him questions like, Hey man, what do you think the symptoms of PTSD are? And he would describe something out of Hollywood. And then I would share my symptoms of depression and I would share my symptoms of this. So it's like, what do you think being in the military is like? And he would give a description and I would say, no, I actually coach. I came home from combat and coached my kid's soccer game a couple of days later, just like you. I just, my office is different. And by the time we got done talking, I looked him square in the eyes. I came in, truth be told, a different time, a different place. Like, I wouldn't break bread with you. In fact, some of what you said would make me want to punch you in the fucking mouth. 100%. It's like, but see, what we're here to talk about is I'm you, you're me, and there's people suffering that happen to be Americans. And can we agree that we need to help them? Mm. He said, yes. I said, cool, we found common ground. And that's what we've lost. We've lost the common ground, the reverence and respect for everything that is needed that's required for us to be able to just be free to be who we are. We, you know, what the world doesn't see is the warrior class. We, the warrior class is, is truly a selfless path. We don't get paid that much, so it's not like, you know, we're Truth. doing it for pay, right? We do it because we love our country. We love our way of life, our freedoms, right? That was, that we grew up with. Yeah. Right. And we want to see our kids be able to go to college and live a life of freedom. You know, because Ronald Reagan says, you know, freedom is, can be extinct in one generation, right? Yeah. It can be taken away. I'm a living proof of that. Yeah. So I understand what it takes to be an American, you know, and it's, it's our duty, like I said, man, to educate Americans. But the thing about civilians is they don't understand because they don't see the sacrifices we make. So I, when, when I say it is, um, in the unit, you know, we, we get back breaks when we go out on missions. This was a team leader, right? And he pulled out a picture of his baby because it was one of those dangerous ops. Yeah. And I remember him sticking it in his pocket. 
before he had to give his. That is the realities of things, right? And and the civilian population is so disconnected from that because the wars is fought in different countries now. It's no longer a line in the sand, hug their uh you know, their their village, their wives and kids, and then move out, draw a line and say, here comes the, the bandits, whatever, the opposing army. That was wars back in the day. The wars now are fought overseas where people are so disconnected. How many civilians you really think listen to the news or, or truly care about what's going on in war? Because it doesn't affect them. See, back then, they respected the warrior class because, dude, if they breach that line, they're going to come in this village. They're going to rape and pillage and kill everything in here. We're just fighting war at a bigger scale, at a global scale now. This, the line in the sand is now overseas. So you lose that respect for the warrior class because you're, you're disconnected to the warrior. You don't see it. you know. And then when we come back, do we dress any different from anybody else? We, They try to desensitize us as warriors, and then we blend in with the, the, the rest of the population. So how do they know a distinction between warriors, right, unless we tell them, and the, and the civilian population? Yeah, that that divide, which we've always talked a lot about, you know, I mean, it comes from sometimes what is one percent, I think, is what it is that serves in the military. So already, you know, just by numbers, there's a there's a, di a dis difference. Yeah. And then there are all the reasons that you said, and a lot of stuff that we talk about too, is that like who's gonna back to being we're educating right and teaching and all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, that's what we have to do. That's in, in, in my opinion is it's on us to educate everyone about that, you know, I mean, to, to be like, Hey, this is who we are. This is what we're doing and how similar everything is. And I'd say, you know, the, it, we're doing it right now. Right. And, and to educate, uh, in this case, a lot of the times just going to at least bring a, a new level of awareness. Yeah, um, because the, the, you know, the inverse of everything, or everything that you said I align with and I agree with, and it's not the civilian population's fault, yeah, right? No. It's, it, it's no yeah. different than it, it's, that, it's not their fault that they can't have that polarity point. It's a beautiful thing <laughs> because if they knew what we knew, they, they would, have to go to the same therapy sessions and whatnot, right? And we don't, we, we already got an overrun medical care system. Um, so like, it, and, and so it, it's about investing the time though to listen, mm. right? Uh, on one hand, to me, there's a point, it's like those days are done. I'm not going to walk down the street with my kid on as to your point, no one's going to know who I am. Right. Yeah. By doing what we're doing, um, it's going to help change that narrative through a thought process, right? And the, the biggest thing I'd say before closing us out here is that we have to respect, I, we don't have to do anything. I choose <laughs> to respect all aspects of the cycle of freedom here in America. And I believe the three of us can agree based off of the head nods that I saw was that the one thing that America definitely provides is the opportunity to figure out and be who you are, yeah. right? And, and that right there alone is the reason why at a 40% tax rate, I still stay here, right? <laughs> um, and, it, and it truly is, uh, provides that opportunity, not, not more so for those not born here, as highlighted by two story, yeah. right? To really come enjoy that. Um, 
I know there's three three guys sitting here who are absolutely grateful to have served this great nation for a, a cumulative uh, 60 plus years. Uh, so you sitting here, and uh, damn, 50 plus of that's probably in spec ops. So, um, and I say that with a lot of self respect as well, with a lot of pride for definitely what uh, I did in the past, and and to be sitting here uh, beside two of the greatest warriors uh, that I ever had the pleasure of serving with, and. The even cooler part of that is I now have the, the, the honor of walking into this next journey uh, of our uh, our individual journeys, uh, but unioned up here, joining forces when we can um, to provide uh, more perspective, greater awareness to the world in and around what it means to be powerful humans, being fortunate enough to live in a nation where we're allowed to utilize our entire power through our voice how we want to speak, doing what we want, and um, really choosing to be who we are. Um, super happy that you joined us today. Many thanks to two for being here with us. Tom, great input, killer show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and all that good jazz. 